Well, good evening, everybody. Glad to be in the house this evening. If you're joining us on live stream, uh, thank you for being here with us tonight and joining us uh, in, that, in that way, in that portal. Uh, yes, it is not quite fall, but it, is, uh, it doesn't feel like fall at all. That rhymed a little bit. Uh, it's actually really warm out there, but because school is back in session, we, we kind of get our minds set on the fact that fall is right around the, the corner, and so we just want to keep in mind those people who are serving in the school system, teachers and staff and kids, that you would be praying for, for them and covering them as they go back uh, to school, and, uh, and that is happening, I believe, this week for a lot of folks, so we want to make sure that we're covering, covering them. On Thursday night... Um, this last Thursday night, we started our marriage series, Behind the Veil, and I was so grateful to Michael and Rhonda for sharing uh, some of their life. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was fun and funny and everything in between, and uh, I encourage you to go on the website and watch it if you didn't have a chance uh, to be here on Thursday night. Uh, and if your calendar, if you've got something on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, don't come Thursday. You need to go home. Uh, but if you've got the capacity to be here Thursday, night. Uh, it's one hour. It's six to seven. Marriage Bound the Veil, uh, veil uh, Mario and Melanie Gallioni are going to be sharing with us on Thursday. And you do not want to miss that. I think it's going to be real rich and really, really great. Well, in, uh, in the fall of 2021, the Lord gave me a word for, for Springhouse for this year, and that word was anchored. And so we have been going through this year, understanding that we are to be anchored in the Lord. We're to be anchored in Him. And uh, tonight, we're going to begin a series called Set Free that's going to take us a, a few months uh, to, to get through. And um, you might be wondering, you know, what, when you say set free and anchored, those two things don't seem to jive to, together. Uh, and you might be wondering, what does, be, what does being anchored have to do with being set free? And the answer to that question is everything, is everything. Because in order to truly be set free, you must be anchored in him anchored in him. And so we're going to talk a little bit tonight. It's the introductory message for what we're going to be going over the next several weeks. So we're going to pick up in Galatians chapter five, Paul's letter to the Galatians. Uh, so if you'll stand with me, we'll read together. Let's read. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let's read that last line one more time. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for the gift that you have given us in the Holy Spirit to guide our lives. I also thank you for your truth and your word. And I thank you, Lord, that we can stand on your truth tonight. Let it be transformative in our lives. We love you this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. When I used to work at Chick-fil-A, I, uh, we would go after uh, work and we would go see uh, movies all the time. I, if you were to ask me, you know, what do you like to do for entertainment, Kevin? What do you like to do? I love a good movie. I like going to the movie theater. And uh, not only do I like to go to the movie theater, I like to experience the movie. So I want popcorn. I want a drink. It used to be candy until it cost $100 to go to a movie. So now I just settle for the popcorn and drink. But I love a good a good movie, and there was a movie theater company uh, called Carmike, Theater, uh, Carmike Cinemas that we used to go to up in Nashville. I don't know if they still exist or not. Maybe they do, uh, but uh, we used to go to the Carmike Cinema all the time, and I loved it. I loved the experience. I loved everything about going to the movies. Well, uh, another movie theater moved into town, and it was called Regal. And uh, Regal moved into town, and uh, it was in Nashville, and so we decided we're going to go to a movie, and we decided to go to Regal. And so I pull up to Regal, and it was incredible. There were lights. The popcorn was bigger. The people were friendlier. The screen was huge. The experience was grand. It was so much better than my experience at Carmike. And so the next week when we decided to go see another movie, we went to Carmike and all of a sudden I saw all of the things at Carmike that I had never seen before, such as the popcorn size is so small, the duct tape on the name tag of the person serving me, the grossness with which that person talked to us whenever we were, we were engaged in the, in, in, the, in the transaction, the screen size so small, the theater smelt bad, but I was able to see everything that I didn't like because my experience at Regal was so much better than my experience at Carmike. Do you know we are attracted to better things as, as, as human beings? We're attracted to, to better things. When I go to the, to the grocery store, um, you know, uh, we were this morning, Cheyenne was talking about budgeting uh, as a, as in connection to what he was sharing. And he was talking about, you know, this is a time and place where you really got to take inventory and you got to make a list of the things that you're actually going to get because of prices. But if you're anything like me, there are certain things that it does not matter how broke I am. I am not going to buy that generic brand. I'm going after the name brand product. Okay. Cause it's just not the same. It's just not the same. So for me, it's, it's things like Nilla wafers. Okay, I like a good banana pudding. It's going to be made with it's going to be made with vanilla wafers. I don't, you know, I'm not going to go after that off-brand vanilla wafer. It just doesn't do the trick. It doesn't taste the same. Uh, if I'm going out to buy batteries, 
I gotta get the name, I gotta get the kind that's going to work. I want Duracell, I don't want Everdura. If I'm gonna go after a soft drink, Dr. Pepper and Mountain Dew, I want the name brand. Don't give me Dr. Bob and Mountain Shout It. Lucky Charms. There's nothing like a good box of Lucky Charms. I don't want Lucky Mateys or Marshmallow Mateys or whatever it's called. And good old Oreo. I love some Oreos to dip into my milk. I'm not going to settle for cream betweens. Crest toothpaste. I want a name brand. Don't give me crust. I want crest. And of course, if you know me well, you know I like my macaroni and cheese and anything that's less than name brand macaroni and cheese is just wacky mac. And I'm not going to settle for that. But, but there are things in our life that just are better. We just experience something better. And while, and while those things can be subjective, uh, in our lives, we have things that we look at and say, this is worse and, and, this, and this, is, this is better. Here's, here's the point. Things that are better for you will require more from you. Things that are better for you will require more from you. Medical experts would say that the more that you invest and are intentional with what you place in your body now will pay off dividends in the future for your health. And some of us pay heed to that and that our grocery list is totally manipulated based on that thought process. And then for others of us, we don't care. Spoonfuls of sugar, that's great. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. You know, one way or the other, we look, in, we look at things in such a manner that we say, this might be better or this might be, be worse. But if we are to choose the thing that is better for us, it's going to require something more because you will pay more for what you value most. You will pay more for what you value most. Over in Galatians chapter five, uh, Paul is writing this, this letter to believers and, uh, and, he, is, and he, is, he is encouraging them. He's on this rant, really, this appropriate rant uh, about freedom, about living your life free in Christ, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And guys, I wanna tell you tonight that you have been set free. Now, you were not set free because of anything that you've done. You've been set free because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came down from heaven and lived an impeccable life, was born into this world, perfect life, a life that you and I could not live. And because of his perfect life and our sinful life, he was able to take on the penalty for our sin. The Bible tells us that our sin leads us in the penalty of death. But Jesus Christ took that penalty on his, on himself. And so he died on a cross he was buried and he was raised again, resurrected three days later. And in that, resu and in that resurrection, metaphorically, he had some keys to give us. And we are shackled to our sin. We're shackled to our flesh way of life. And he takes these keys and he hands it to us. And he says, here are the keys to unshackle your life from your sin. And it is our choice whether or not we take those keys and use them for what they were intended for. How many know that you can have a key in your pocket, but if you never put it into the door and gain access to what you have a key for, then the key is really useless. Jesus has given us the keys that we need to unshackle ourselves from the sin of our lives. You have been set 
free. And so Paul is writing to the Galatians, and essentially what he's saying is, there is a better way to live your life. You do not have to succumb to the pressures or the sin patterns of your former way of living. You do not have to be bound to the shackles of sin. You have been set free. In other words, there is a better way to live your life. And you can choose that better way of living your life if you will stay in step with the Spirit. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But this this better way of living, he says, this freedom that we've been given, do not use it to indulge your flesh. Do not use this freedom. When you're unshackled from your sin, don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. That tells me that we are prone to selfish living. We are prone to very much think about ourselves, to put ourselves first, to put ourselves in the center of our lives. But Paul, what he's urging here is saying, he's saying your freedom is a, it's a privilege and it is also a foundation of power for you to serve other people. This is what he says. He says, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh to gratify the desires of the, fle- uh, of the flesh. Um, but he says, instead, serve one another humbly in love. Humbly in love. Guys, I need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me love the people around me. I need, the, I need, I need to be in step with the Holy Spirit in order to have the ability to not put Kevin first to not put myself in that center seat, to not filter all my decisions through myself. In order for me to serve you and to serve others, I need the Holy Spirit. And, and, and the Holy Spirit is just giving me the power I need because Jesus Christ has set me free from my sin. I don't have to go back to that way of sin. And so he says the entire law is fulfilled in this one command, and it is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, that we would be a people that would know how to truly love our neighbors as ourselves. Guys, you actually love yourself more than you realize. You love yourself. I love myself way more than I realize. In, in many ways, do I put myself first? Do I filter things through myself? And if I have this much love and care for myself, Paul is saying, love your neighbor like you would love yourself, like you would desire to put yourself first, the comfort that you want. Love your neighbor in that same way. And the Spirit gives us the power and the ability to be able to do this right here. When the pandemic happened in 2020, one of the things that I thought was so disgusting about what the part of the, and I just have to say Christian response in the pandemic was that we dashed to the grocery stores and we bought all the toilet paper. We just, we just, we just bought it all and we stocked it away. Now, there's one thing to buy a bunch of toilet paper in the hopes to be able to share it with those in need, but it's another thing to stock a bunch of toilet paper for your personal use. That is a disgusting display of love when Christians hoard everything that they can to take care of themselves and not the needs of others. That is in no way loving our neighbor as ourselves. And we did a pitiful job. We, we, the church at 
at large, not individual, but we did a pitiful job during the pandemic of, of navigating that. You know, I was telling somebody this afternoon at coffee in 2020, he was talking about how wonderful it was that everything shut down because they had a baby that was just born and it was able to afford them the opportunity to be with the baby and things like that. You know, in 2020 in January, I'm sure this was the prayer of many people around the world, but I was praying Lord, give us fresh vision, 2020 vision. Didn't that sound like a cool prayer to pray on 2020? Give us 2020 vision. You know what? I believe he did that. He answered that prayer through the pandemic. He opened our eyes to see ourselves. He opened our eyes to see our selfishness. He opened our eyes to see how much we don't actually walk by the spirit and sometimes how we gravitate toward fear. But Paul is urging us Love your neighbor as, your, as yourself. You have been set free from a selfish posture of living. Flesh is always going to give birth to flesh. Flesh is always going to think of self first. Scripture tells us that flesh, Jesus said flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to to spirit. And so when we're operating in the flesh, Paul lists in Galatians 5, he says, the acts of the flesh are obvious. They're obvious. In fact, they're so obvious that I'm not going to reread them to you tonight because we know what they are. I want you to understand that whatever you let into your life will always come out. Whatever you let in will always come out. And when we operate in our flesh, then we, when we allow our flesh to take over, when we gratify the desires of our flesh and we allow that to come into our life, then our output is also flesh. We respond in flesh ways. We respond uh, in, in ways that are not desirable by God. It's not the biblical way to respond. We respond with selfishness. We respond out of our flesh. When we give in to the desires of the flesh, the output is also flesh because flesh gives birth to, to, to flesh. So why is it, so why is it that if we have been set free, which we, many in this room believe we have been set free, that's what scripture says, we believe that Jesus has done this, why then do we still succumb to the chains and the shackles of that former way of living? And I would argue this evening that the reason that we still contend with those things is because of this. What you have been set free to is far better than what you've been set free from. We don't understand that what we have been set free to is far better than what we have been set free from. We are so familiar with our old pattern of life that we find it, even though we've been asked to abandon it, even though we have chosen to abandon it, we find it so interesting to talk about. Talk about. I tell you what, if I were to put a billboard out in Smyrna and say, hey, Sunday night, Springhouse Church, we're going to talk about sexual temptation, drunkenness, orgies, those types of things, this place would be packed. Not because people want to change their life, because those are interesting topics. And people are drawn and wooed in by these, by these chains that we put on ourselves because we're so familiar with it. And what happens is, is we don't understand that when we give up these chains, when we let these down, let these go, we have been set to something that is far better than these chains. And if we could begin to cultivate our life around the things that we have been set free 
two. And we would, what would happen is that that shallowness with which we approach those things would begin to have some depth. Them. And we would begin to embrace and understand that it's just like those Oreos and those cream betweens. Boy, I tasted something better, something so much better that makes me not want to go back to the former thing that I had before. But it makes me want to reside and live in the place of what is so much better. Guys, what you have been set free to is so much better than what you've been set free from. As a high school student, as a college student, we would have guys that would get around and we would hold each other accountable for the things that we would struggle with, the times of temptation and those types of things. And as I recollect and I recall that season in my life and some of those conversations, I wondered why so many of those conversations were full of talking about the issue that I was trying to overcome instead of the Jesus who gives me the power to overcome the issue. Do you understand that a good accountability person in your life is going to point you to Jesus, not to your issue? A good accountability person in your life is going to say, hey, what is God saying to you that fills you up with life? It's not, they're not going to hold a mirror in front of you and say, let's look and evaluate your mess. You don't have the strength to overcome your sin by yourself. And so when your accountability partner says, okay, well, here's an antidote. Try this, try this, try this. No, if you've got an accountability person in your life, they need to be in your life saying, are you in the word? Are you going to church? Are you around community that's building you up? Are you hearing words of life? Are you getting affirmation in the Lord? Are you living in the spirit? Are you keeping in step with the spirit? Because if you're doing all of those things and you taste and see that the Lord is good, then you will not want to succumb to this old stuff. These desires begin to go away. This desire that you don't even want to touch this. When it starts to come near, you're like, Ugh, I feel yucky. I don't really like this. Because whenever you put it in you, it comes out the same way. So if you take in the flesh and flesh comes out, what do you think comes out when you take spirit in? When the spirit comes in, spirit comes out, right? You start to respond to situations and people in a way that you never thought possible. I can actually be patient with him. I can be, I can be joyful in this circumstance. We must experience the depth and gravity of what the Spirit offers so that we can choose to live a life in the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Paul's beseeching us, keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Guys, we cannot keep in step with the Spirit if we cannot hear His voice. Can I have that, please? I believe that every one of us in our life have a communication portal with God. Every one of us. God, do you know that God desires to have a dialogue with you, an ongoing dialogue? You know, some of you, some of you have reduced the communication to God, to God bless this food before it goes in my tummy, amen. But this God who created the universe sent his son to die so that he could have an active relationship with you. Some, someone said some time ago in a message I was listening to, take in consideration your relationship with your spouse and your relationship with God. 
And if you talk more to your spouse than you talk to God, if you listen to your spouse more than you listen to your God, something is out of line. God wants to have a relationship with you, and all relationships require communication. They require communication. Now, God's intent for this communication is for the communication portal to be open at all times. It's to be clear and free. There's not supposed to be anything in here. And if you're keeping in step with the spirit and you're not gratifying the, the, the desires of the flesh, when he's speaking to you, you can hear him clearly and you can walk in tandem with the things he's asking you to do. You can overcome the fleshly temptations. But what happens so often in our communication with God is it begins to get clogged up because of these fleshly desires that we have in our life. And when we succumb to those pressures and we begin to, to, to fall into the temptation and the desire of our flesh, we begin to clog up this communication portal. Now, here's what's dangerous about clogging up the communication portal. God has not stopped speaking. There's nothing wrong with God. God continues to speak. He continues to want you to hear his voice, but you have an issue hearing him because you've got this flesh stuff happening inside your communication portal. But here's what's dangerous about that. There are people, are you ready? Okay, this is for believers. Okay, there are people who are believers, who are Christians, wonderful people, whose communication portal is clogged up because of things they have not unshackled themselves from, though they have the freedom to unshackle themselves from, and they are walking around saying, God has told me to do X. God has told you X. And we begin to communicate and we begin to say as if we, we begin to live as if we've heard from God when all we are hearing is nothing but our own flesh and our desire. And what happens is, is our plates become extra full. Our lives become overwhelmed. And we wonder, God, why have you abandoned me? Why would you put on all this stuff? All of a sudden, whenever somebody quotes that scripture, you know what we like to go to when we have an, over, uh, an overfilled plate? We like to say his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's true. That's true. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Your yoke is hard. Your burden is heavy. And you can put stuff on yourself that's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be there. If we are commissioned to keep in step with the Spirit, we have got to have our communication portal clear and free from our flesh desires. And guess what? He's not asking us to be set free from our flesh desires on our own strength. He's given us the strength and the power that we need to not be attracted to this anymore. You have the power to set this down and be free. And more than that, keeping in step with the Spirit is he begins to say things to you that not only will ripple into your life, but it changes the lives of other people walking with you in the kingdom. Now, this is super important because what I want us to understand church as we're connecting all of everything, the journey that we're on holistically here is guys, there's coming a day where Jesus is going to split the sky and he's coming back. He's coming back for us. But between today 
in August to that day, we've got life that we're going to live. Whenever he decides to split the sky, it's going to be a done deal. But, but between then and now, there's going to be stuff that takes place on this planet. And let me tell you, friends, believers, we need to have an open conduit to hear from God. We don't need to be contending with things that we've been set free from because you think the pandemic was bad. There's things in the horizon that are coming down. I believe that are coming down the pike that we don't even have any iota of a clue of what it's going to look like and be. But let me tell you something. As believers in Christ Jesus, we can walk in a peace that passes understanding in the midst of anything that comes in this world. Because why? Because we're keeping in step with the spirit because we do not belong to this world. We belong to the kingdom of God. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So if a God can do that in the midst of a global pandemic, he surely can do that in the midst of your finances. If he can do that in the midst of a global pandemic, he surely can do it with whatever you're contending with, whatever baggage you brought into the room. This was a hard week for a lot of folks. I, I was getting reports. There were so many reports coming in. Broken limbs, People sick, people died. There were, I mean, just tons of things, financial situations that we had to, guess what? You've never been asked to carry that burden alone. God has given you the strength. He's given you the ability to hear him and trust him in the midst of those circumstances. But guys, if we're messing around with the things that we have been set free from, I want you to imagine for just a second that you have been in jail for the last 10 years. You've been in a cold jail cell. And you get out of jail and you go home to your spouse or to your loved one and they have cooked you a home cooked meal. And you sit down at the table and you put that flavorful whatever it is inside your mouth for the first time after 10 years. And the thing that comes out of your mouth is, man, I wish I had that cold piece of bread and pizza they gave me at the jail cell. Nobody says that. You would be so thankful. All of a sudden, that, that meatloaf that just kind of sort of tastes good before jail tastes real good after you've been in jail. You know what I'm saying? Guys, the Spirit of God has so much for us as believers. So many things that, you can, that will blow your mind if you'll just pay attention and open your eyes. The gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the things that He has that we have access to in this world because of, of the kingdom of heaven being here on earth, living inside. Us. We have access to these things that we do not have to contend with the chains of our sin any longer. And when we do, we taint the things that God has given us. God wants us to be set free and you have the ability to choose to be set free. Why? Because of Christ Jesus and what he did. Let us be people who keep in step with the spirit we need our communication portal to be open. We need to be truly hearing from the Lord. And it really, truly needs to be his voice and not our own. And so we are contending at times with our chains. Why do we continue to go back to our chains? Let me tell you quickly the difference between tripping up and being shackled. Because in this imperfect world, we are tempted at times and we slip and we fall. Anybody? Or y'all might be perfect. I slip and fall, okay? But here's the difference. If I'm walking right here and I trip and I fall on the ground, what's the immediate response from the people sitting right here? What's the immediate response? 
Are you okay? They're going to come to my aid, hopefully. Jonathan might not. He might laugh. But, 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 but no, no. But they're going to come to my aid. They're going to pick me up. I, I've been wounded. I've, I need a Band-Aid, right? I'm scarred up. You're coming to my aid, picking me up and helping me on my way. That's a trip. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason that they were able to help me is because the trip that happened was available in plain sight of everyone who's connected with me who loves me. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So sometimes we trip up in the flesh, and if you're connected enough, the people around you will love you enough that say, hey, you tripped, you fell, let me help you get back up. But the difference between tripping up and being shackled is shackling happens in secret and dark places, and we cover that stuff up, and we begin to walk with confidence in our shackles as if we're not shackled at all. And that becomes a stronghold in our life and it becomes a place that we contend with and we begin to go back to that former way of living and we begin to bind ourselves to the things that we have been set free from. But here's the thing. When flesh enters in, flesh comes out. So what's the barometer of somebody who is shackled to their former way of life? What is the barometer? The barometer is how they're treating their spouse how they're treating the people that, they, that, that love them. Their attitude in the midst of trial and tribulation. Do you know that whenever, I'll just say for me, when I'm in my flesh, the first person who suffers from me working my flesh is Sherry O'Day. Because I cannot respond like I should respond as a husband by the spirit to anything that she's doing or my kids if I'm operating in my flesh if I'm shackled to my flesh. And so why do we go back to these chains? I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what is it that causes Kevin O'Day to trip up? And he said, Kevin O'Day trips up when he does not have the capacity to hear my voice. When we do not have the capacity, remember the red ball at the beginning of the year that we talked about? There were lots of red balls that were thrown at people this week. We have got to have the capacity to hear his voice in things and situations when things surprise us, when things come around the corner that we didn't expect. We have to have the capacity to hear his voice. But here is what happens. The culprit, listen to me, the culprit of the reason why we don't have the capacity to hear his voice is because people place expectations on people. Do you know that you have been set free from the expectations that people place on your life? The only expectations that you are to listen to and obey are the expectations placed on you by the Holy Spirit. But you can't know those expectations if your communication portal is not clear. And so people place expectations on other people. I need you to do this. Would you serve here? Would you do this? And, and we answer, yes, 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 because I don't want to let you down. Don't want to let you down. Don't want to let you down. Sure, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And now I'm spent. And the first people to suffer are the people who love me the most. And I can't do it with excellence because there's no capacity to walk in step with the Spirit. So I'm only operating on my flesh. I, uh, the men's group just recently had the, uh, a sounds game event. Had about 50 people go. And man, I was just so, I really wanted to go on that event. 
But I knew on that Saturday morning, I had a bunch of, I had a big commitment on Saturday morning into mid-afternoon. The game was that night. And that, that week leading up to that game, I had so many red balls thrown at me that when it got to the time of the sounds game, I had, I had one or two choices. Spend time with my girls who haven't seen me all week or go to the sounds game. I, choose, I chose my family. I chose my family. Now, I'm gonna tell you, there's many more times in my life where I've chosen the sounds game, okay? I'm not perfect. But that, in that instance, I chose my family. I chose my girls. But do you know how hard it was to walk in the next day and have the men in this house come and say, hey, where were you last night? We missed you last night. All, all of these things, good, good hearted, good intentions, all of those things. But do you know how easily it would have been for me to succumb to the pressure and to, to begin to build a case for shame in my life that I did not meet the expectation that they may have placed on me or the expectation I placed on myself to be in attendance at that, at that game? Being, you're the lead pastor, you better show up to everything. You're supposed to be in the men's group, you should show up to everything. No, my responsibility is to hear from the Holy Spirit of God and do what he says not what people tell me to do. And the same is true of you. But here's the thing. I could have chosen to go to the sounds game. It wouldn't have been sin for me to go to the, to the sounds game unless the Holy Spirit said, don't do that. Of course, that would have been a sin, but it wouldn't have been a sin. What would have happened was I would have had to look at my girl's eyes and they would have said, you chose the game over us. And guess what I would have done? I would have stepped back and I would have began to walk in shame by the fact that I did not spend time with them and I spent time with them. And guess what? When I walk in shame, I gravitate toward the flesh. I gravitate to the chains because failure and shame take us to places that are unhealthy, take us to places that are of our past. Guess what? You've been set free from shame. You've been set free from, from, from doing that. Expectations, um, excuse me, shaming people because they did not meet expectations they knew nothing about is both manipulative and an invitation to put on the very chains that they have been set free from. Guys, we have to be careful in the expectations we place on others and the expectations that we answer. But the only way that we know the difference is if the communication portal is open. And if you've been set free and God says, don't do this or do this, and you're walking in that, you don't have to worry about what anybody thinks about you or says about you because you're doing exactly what the Holy Spirit of God told you to do. And he is the one. And here's the thing. This is where we get tripped up. We really have to understand that you have many to love, but you only have one to please. You have been here to please, you have been put here to please God. Not man, but God. And as our communication portals open and as we walk in tandem with the Spirit, we will experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Will Severe had a really, really tough week this week. He was in, my, he was in his office yesterday. I talked to him for 10 minutes. And I, man, he was just, just heavy because of all the red balls that were thrown his way. And I walked in my office and you know what the Lord told me? He's full of joy. He's full of peace. Do you know that you can still experience this when the red balls are coming your way? I was thinking, Lord, and I text my brother. I said, thank you for being an example of keeping in step with the spirit, even in hard circumstances and hard places. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Worship team, you can come out. And self-control. 
Here's the thing. Most of us learned these when we were little. We attached them to a cute little song. And what we have done in our mind is we've made these things very shallow. But I want you to know that the acts of the flesh are actually what is shallow. These things have depth to them. And so we're going through a series called Set Free. And over the next seven, eight, nine weeks, we're going to unpackage the depth of the fruit of the Spirit. We're not going to talk about the acts of the flesh because guess what? The acts of the flesh, they're obvious. We don't need to unpackage those. We need to grow in understanding what these things are so that we can negate, we can set aside, we can go away from desiring those old patterns of living, those old ways of doing things, that old pattern of sin. Because what we have is so much better. Would you stand with me tonight? Nothing else really matters but Him. Nothing else matters but Him. And, uh, and He is a gracious God. And so if you're here this evening and you maybe you need to be set free from some chains. Maybe you've been contending with some old patterns of night, you're saying, you know, I want to be in step with the Spirit, but my communication portal is clogged, and, and God, I need you to unclog that thing. Guess what? There's a special grace for him to unclog that portal so you can hear directly from him. He wants to talk to you. He's not far away. You can cry out to him, and he will answer every single time. He's a faithful God. And in a week like this, where it's been hard, tough, some situations in your life that just, man, you need, you need God to, to touch. You need God to, to give you a special dispensation of grace and He can do that too. So the altar is going to be open if you want to just spend some time with the Lord in this moment. Guess what? Hebrews tells us because of Christ Jesus, you have access to the throne room of God. And you can grab a brother or sister around you to pray with you. There's, there is uh, biblical credence to that, and that's important as well. But sometimes you just need to get before your Father and just say, God, would you do some work in my heart? Would you clear out this communication portal? Would you help me let go of this chain that I keep gravitating back to? And my child, he says, absolutely. So let's worship together and the altar space is open if you want to pray and want to connect with this God.